This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin'. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Monday. I hope everybody had a great freaking weekend. Over the weekend, Sparkle sent me the video of her roller skating around her apartment to rush at like midnight. The one that she's wondering why the cops came to her her apartment. And she sent me this video. I'm like, well, that's there's your reason why the cops came to your apartment. You were roller skating at midnight to rush loudly. And she was like twirling. (laughs) That might be a segment on the first uh, freak show. To, to give her headphones with Rush on and let her do some interpretive dance for us. That's 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 Friday the 13th. That's coming up. Tonight, we've got a fantastic show for you. London celebrated Freedom Day. We've got, we got the sights and the sounds of Freedom Day in London. In completely unrelated news, the Prime Minister of Britain is going to be quarantining. <laughs> After being exposed to COVID again. Can't make this shit up. States in the U.S. are restarting unemployment benefits after being sued. I know one state has already restarted them. I believe another state has followed suit after a ruling on Friday. We've got this hilarious video of Brian Steltzer. Apparently he gets owned. I haven't watched it yet. I'm looking forward to it. A Virginia PTA official has resigned after comments they made. Apparently they were kind of controversial. We got the video. Biden says that capitalism is alive and well. We're going to listen to that, and we're going to laugh, and then we're going to talk about how workers should be earning around $78 an hour if they're working at, like, a pizza joint and they were, you know, actually sharing in the profits. We're going to talk about a nursing home that gave their residents three days' notice. We're going to talk about the free-to-lay strike. Uh, the other, the Fred Meyer Warehouse is going on strike. Gunfire at the Nationals Ballpark over the weekend. Plus, plus, we're going to go to the beach with everybody's favorite accused sex offender, Matt Gates, and his little tag-along partner, Marjorie Taylor Green. <laughs> Jam-packed show. But I guess starting off tonight, let's talk about... <laughs> this is not encouraging, guys. The first page and a half of my notes tonight are COVID-related stories. In the middle of July. Remember we talked about the Texas Democrats that fled the state last week to prevent the Republican bills from passing. Uh, Chief among them, the voting rights bill. Voting rights bill. (laughs) And the uh, trans legislation, trans bathroom bill 
Two more Texas state Democrats have tested positive for COVID-19 after traveling to Washington, D.C. last week, bringing the total number of cases to five as of Sunday evening. So, like, this story's out of date. It could be more. I don't know about them. I have a lash or something in my eye. This is really annoying. So the Texas House Democratic Caucus announced the additional positive COVID-19 test in a statement. The positive cases follow three others announced by the caucus the previous day. In light of some positive COVID-19 tests over the weekend, the House Democratic Caucus has decided to go beyond CDC guidance and provide daily rapid tests for all members and staff in Washington, D.C. for this week. I don't know why you need to keep testing. I think you just need to fucking quarantine. As part of this precautionary testing, today two additional members who were fully vaccinated tested positive. The caucus continued, saying that all the members who tested positive either do not have symptoms or have only mild symptoms and feel good. Yeah, Ted Cruz is one to talk about people leaving a state now, isn't he? I wanted my... My fucking Windows isn't working, and I like I can't open a, a you know a Windows Explorer or anything. I, I had a fucking meme where they were mocking Democrats being maskless on the it was it was right wingers mocking the Democrats that were maskless on a plane. I think it was Rand Paul because he's been pushing hard to lift the mask mandates on planes. So they were they were really. Getting by, it was a private charter plane. They were all vaccinated, but fucking, they were they were pushing this like, oh, look at how hypocritical these Democrats are. They're all on a plane unmasked, and then look what happened. They shouldn't have been unmasked. Sunday statement did not include the names of the caucus members who tested positive, but state rep. Trey Martinez Fisher confirmed that he was one of the two members who tested positive on Sunday. The five Texas Democrats who tested positive used rapid tests, which provide results in several minutes, but are not considered as accurate as PCR tests, which take longer. The members will take a PCR test and take measures to isolate for 10 days, followed by a subsequent test afterward, the newspaper reported. VP Harris made a trip. This is completely speculation on Fox News's part. The VP's office says that it was a routine visit. However, Fox News is speculating that she went to Walter Reed following her meeting with the Texas State Democrats. Vice President Kamala Harris is going for what a White House official told Fox News is a routine doctor's appointment at Walter Reed Medical Center on Sunday. Now, Sunday seems suspicious unless you're the vice president. I could I could see the vice president being scheduled for a routine visit on a Sunday. Visit to the Bethesda, Maryland, but, but the timing is coincidental. Visit to the Bethesda, Maryland hospital comes after she met with Texas Democratic lawmakers on Tuesday. Three of the Democrats had tested positive for coronavirus, with one testing positive Friday night and two others Saturday morning. Fox News asked Harris' office if the vice president is showing any symptoms of COVID-19, but they did not immediately respond. On Saturday, Harris' spokesperson 
Simone Sanders said that Harris has not been in close contact with the infected lawmakers. Harris's visit to Walter Reed came as she tweeted a warning about the Delta variant of the virus. Delta variant is no joke. Get vaccinated. There's been a lot of talk about misinformation on the Facebook, on the Fox News. Here's a source of misinformation. My congressperson, Mo Brooks. Mo Brooks, there's a war on white people. Mo, rocks falling into the ocean causes ocean sea levels to rise. He's got another hot take. I'll go ahead, before we even get started, I'm going to go ahead and hit this one. Right-wingers are morons. So you know it's something stupid he's getting ready to say. Citing discrimination, Representative Mo Brooks on Monday urged President Biden to overrule Fort Rucker's decision requiring people to wear masks on the Alabama base if they are not vaccinated against COVID-19. Last week, the Southeast Alabama base's commanding officer issued General Order Number 12, which requires both soldiers and civilians to wear masks unless they can show proof of vaccination against COVID-19. The order was issued as the state faces a surge in coronavirus infections due to the heavily contagious Delta variant and a low vaccination rate. Brooks claimed the Alabama base's order was discriminatory. That's one of the things they're latching on to is they're calling it discriminatory now. They always want to frame arguments from the left. Because naturally immunized military personnel at Fort Rucker, what is he talking about? For those who were infected with COVID-19 still need to wear a mask. Oh, he thinks people... Yes, you develop antibodies, but they do not last that long, a couple months. (sighs) The congressman also suggested without evidence... That it may be proven that wearing a mask is harmful. Now, I had a knockout, drag out, drag, drag down, drag out, whatever the fuck the phrase is, fight with a right winger one time about masks being problematic. Turns out what he was talking about is there are people who wear the same mask every fucking day and don't wash it. And after a couple of months, it can cause a bacterial infection. That just... Well, duh, but masks themselves do not cause you health issues. Mask wearing in and of itself, being unsanitary with it causes health issues. Masks have small fibers that regularly loosen and are lodged in users' lungs. Oh my God. Some masks have inks and dyes, which, when consumed by lungs, have unknown cancer and other health risks, Brooks wrote. Certainly all or almost all masks reduce oxygen intake into the human body with all the risks this imposes. There is also the unknown risk that in the heat and humidity of summers in the South, heat stroke risks increase among mask wearers. The congressman is running for the Republican nomination for the U.S. Senate in 2022. This dumb fuck thinks he's going to be a senator. And if Tommy Tuberville can do it, oh, probably can too. It does look like the lady in the race might give him a run for his money, though. 
Now, the virus is causing fears with the market. Now, I think overall, the market closed up today as I was putting together my notes, but this story was from earlier today. Stocks skid as virus fears shake market. Dow falls 2.1%. Now, I just I watched a fantastic documentary by Frontline over the weekend about uh, the Fed and its role in the financial collapse from 2008 up through the coronavirus pandemic. And let me tell you, after watching that hour and a half, two-hour fucking uh, documentary... I am more convinced than ever that we are staring down a huge collapse. It's going to make 2008 look like child's play. I was already thinking that long before I watched that documentary. But people that know far more about finance than I do were saying the exact same things. And they seemed more worried than I, I am. Resurgent pandemic worries knocked stocks lower from Wall Street to Tokyo on Monday, fueled by fears that a faster spreading variant of the virus may upend the economy's strong recovery. The S&P 500 fell 68.67 or 1.6% to 4,258. I have no idea what any of these fucking numbers mean or what they represent. After setting a record just a week earlier, Wait a minute, I didn't hear anything about them setting a record last week on the stock market. You would think that would be things like Fox News would be like losing their minds about, oh my God, we set a record. How wonderful this, oh, they only do that under Republican presidents? My bad. Airlines and other companies that would get hurt the most by potential COVID-19 restrictions took some of the heaviest losses. Similar to the early days of the pandemic in February and March of 2020, United Airlines lost 5.5%, mall owner Simon Property Group gave up 5.9%, and cruise operator Carnival fell 5.7%. How are cruises even still a thing? The selling also circled the world, with several European markets sinking roughly 2.5%, and Asian indexes down a bit less. The price of benchmark U.S. crude, meanwhile, fell more than 7%. Hey! Crude fell! Right-wingers, isn't that what you want? Normalize those gas prices. Increased worries about the virus may seem strange to people in parts of the world where... Masks are coming off or already have thanks to COVID-19 vaccinations, but the World Health Organization says cases and deaths are climbing globally after a period of decline. That's the problem. We did see a fantastic period of decline and more decline than what the models expected, but it rising now in July was not expected. We don't know what's going on still. Even in the U.S. where the vaccination rate is higher than in many other countries, people in Los Angeles County must once again wear masks indoors regardless of whether they're vaccinated following spikes in cases, hospitalizations, and deaths. And oh my God, we, we are seeing the three-week average skyrocket. WWE just started their live shows again on Friday. I just finished watching the pay-per-view from last night, not that long ago. Roman Reigns, who had leukemia, walking by all these unmasked fans. 
Concerts are starting back. Bars are packed. Holy shit, I am really, really worried about what it's going to look like in another month. And one of the big things taking place over the weekend is uh, London Clubbers see in Freedom Day at Fabric of Reopening that it's unreal. I'm sorry, that was a real... I, I was trying to reword the title of the Guardian article as I was reading it, and that didn't work out very well. As Sunday night turned into Monday morning, the London nightclub fabric threw open its doors for a night of clubbing unlike any seen at the venue since March of 2020. Built as an immersive world of artistry, expressiveness, and innovations, the underground electronic music that sounds like a, a, a Molly orgy to me. No, don't have any issue with it was attended by hundreds of young ravers at venues across England, at least a dozen similar Freedom Day club nights, leading to scenes of stuffed clubs and scores of people queuing outside the venues. I keep thinking, is this illegal? Said Jake Jeffrey, 24, a recent film and TV graduate from University of Nottingham. It should be. It should be. Their first time inside a club in ages. You can have a night out... Come over to my fucking apartment. I can turn on, like, not too many of you, like, small groups that have been vaccinated and studious. Come over to my apartment. I'll turn on the party lights. We'll go clubbing. I get I get my fill of clubbing. I live in a fucking club. Government spent so much money on propping up the economy that they can't afford for nightclubs and hospitality to be closed any longer, one of the patrons said. If cases did rise over the next few weeks... Lee said it would be unfair to place too much blame at the club's doors. You're, you're right, it's the government's fault. No point where clubbers asked to present proof that they had been uh, that they had tested negative and vaccination passports were not required. Government guidance encourages use of the NHS contact app, but it will not be a legal requirement and the same goes for showing proof of being vaccinated. So while uh, people in the UK were celebrating Freedom Day, my my club scene's right. Look, look. Do you want me to turn on the fucking party lights? I'll I'll make it a club in here. You see my sound system. My neighbors hate my guts. <laughs> That's where the club scene is. It's in my apartment. That's why I don't have to go out. Like, haven't been to a club in ages. Shit, that's every fucking night with me. As I'm cooking dinner, I'm dancing my ass off over there. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson folds, agrees to quarantine after COVID-19 exposure. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson will go into quarantine after his health secretary tested positive for COVID-19 on Saturday. The decision came on Sunday... Uh, as a, the decision on Sunday came as a dramatic reversal about three hours after Johnson's initial announcement that he would take part in daily contact tasting, uh, testing pilot rather than isolate himself, which was met with widespread outrage. The news comes as Johnson, who was hospitalized last March after contracting the virus, plans to reopen Britain's British society after months of harsh lockdowns despite a surge of cases now driven by the Delta variant. 
I'm pretty sure that like these people know exactly what's going on and they just we're moving forward with herd immunity and and they're like you got vaccinations now if you choose not to get vaccinated that's on you herd immunity is our strategy now it's not about containing it it's about turning it into what the flu is now that's something seasonal that we're going to have to deal with we're going to have to take shots for every year as opposed to trying to isolate it. Because, I mean, fucking even Canada is like, ah, let's open up the fucking border. Canada reopened border to vaccinate Americans beginning on August 9th. Canadian officials announced today that Canada will reopen its border to vaccinate Americans beginning August 9th. Part of the reopening plan is based on Canada's increased vaccination rate. More than half of all Canadians are now fully vaccinated outpacing the United States after lagging behind for months. Yes, we did the story about uh, Dallas County reporting that they had reached herd immunity. I am ve- That's where CPAC was. I am very, very interested to see what fucking happened. But we're not going to know for another week or so. Canadian government officials are now moving towards a new normal easing travel restrictions in layers. Travelers will have to be fully vaccinated with a Health Canada authorized vaccine at least 14 days prior to entering the country. Oh, Canada's closed. Is that from uh, Canadian Bacon? Oh, Canada's closed. I haven't seen that movie in years. Now, today, the... I don't know which association it was. It was a pediatric association. The Centers for Disease Control calls the Delta variant a variant. I don't think that has anything to do with the story here. All students should wear masks in school this fall, a top pediatrics group says. The face mask guidelines from the American Academy of Pediatrics differ from updated school recommendations the CDC announced recently. Now, I need to check because there are two different groups. Ah, shit. One one of these groups, the American, one of these associations of, of pediatric, one of them is a far right nut job group. I don't know which one's which. I believe this is the reputable one, and not the like. Academy of American Pediatrics, which is like a far-right nutjob think tank. I agree with them. I, everybody should fucking wear masks again. As a nation gears up to send children back to school in the fall, the American Academy of Pediatrics released new guidance Monday on how to return to a classroom safely. Among its top recommendations are potentially requiring COVID-19 vaccines and vaccine proof and masks for anyone over the age of two, including those who are fully vaccinated. (laughs) Yes, people need their free babysitters. Even though, even though we don't even, the Delta variant is not even all of our concern here. The Lambda variant has been detected in Houston. COVID-19 numbers from Houston Methodist. Yeah, the hospital says it has seen an alarming spike in the number of COVID-19 cases across. 
Now, on the Dallas County and Houston, they're not in the same, like, area. They're hours and hours apart. But, you know, like, how's Dallas County going to reach herd immunity? And then Houston ain't, ain't reaching no herd immunity. Houston area with a steep increase just over the weekend. In fact, cases are on the rise in all 50 states for the first time since January. And the CDC says, un... We lifted all those restrictions and like 20-something states cut unemployment benefits and all of a sudden we see a rise in cases? Weird. Those things can't possibly be correlated, right? Vaccinated Americans account for most of the increase. Let's get straight out to Stephanie Whitfield live at Houston Methodist. Stephanie, are most of the cases at Houston Methodist also the unvaccinated? There are children on yeah, ventilators in my state, in Missouri, I believe in Texas, in Louisiana. The first case of the Lambda variant, which is already the dominant strain in Peru. Now, no, 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 let me, let me, let me be perfectly clear. I don't give a shit about your children. I don't like kids. Fuck kids. No, don't literally fuck kids. Don't do that. That's not good. I don't like children. Don't care for them at all. But a lot of people seem to. And, like, we hear a lot about, won't you please think of the children? So why don't you motherfuckers actually think of the children? Not you motherfuckers in my chat. You motherfuckers are cool. Houston Methodist is seeing the sharpest increase in COVID-19 patients since last summer. Hospital CEO Dr. Mark Boom says 85% are infected with the Delta variant. But really over the last seven days, we've seen things change. The dude's name is Dr. Boom. I, it might have been Boone. I might have misheard it, but it sounded like she said Dr. Boom. Like, every time I, like, was going into a room to see my significant other, I'd be like, here comes Dr. Boom! Dramatically. But unlike surges last summer and winter, the rise right now is impacting a specific population, people who have not been vaccinated. Dr. Maria Rivera with Harris County Public Health says that's true with mild cases too. We're seeing a lot of young people um, getting infected, so people that are less than 40. And we also know that those are the people that have the lowest rates of vaccination. At Houston Methodist, 10% of people hospitalized with COVID. I just like, am I the only one that sees that they're going to send a whole bunch of unvaccinated children to school with these highly contagious variants? Like, we're talking what, a month? A month and a half from now? Like, all the schools are going to be back in session? Like, does, does nobody else see this? Like, is it like... Please tell me I am freaking out over nothing. Please, please. I'm going to be sitting here in my living room. I don't have to go outside unless I want to. I make money sitting right here at my computer. I get my groceries ordered. I'm fine. But like, I just, like, it don't look like it's good out there. And I won't be able to go back out there. I like being out there. But it seems like the old guard is going to suffer, like, having CPAC in Dallas County. It just seems like, it seems like they're going to kill the Republican voter base off. I, I think we might even have somebody that says that in one of my clips that we're going to play here in a little while. They're literally killing the Republican voter base off. 
And I mean, maybe that's why they're so concerned with passing these voter restrictions in all these states because, like, it's going to be thin fucking margins. Vaccinated. But most breakthrough cases... Corbin might have said that. ...immune systems from cancer or organ transplants. Dr. Boom says 90% of severe cases are people... Dr. Boom! We're watching every day as 30 people are getting admitted, knowing that sadly over time, two or three of those individuals may pass away. Dr. Boom! That is awesome! Like, I would be walking in in, like, my lab coat into the bedroom and be like, are you ready for Dr. Boom? And I would, I would make my significant other call me doctor. I earned that title. You call me Dr. Boom. According to the Texas Medical Center's online dashboard, about 9% of ICU patients have COVID-19. And I know doctors are watching that number closely as numbers continue to rise. Reporting live in the Medical Center, Stephanie Whitfield, KHOU. Well, at least we still have the ICU capacity. They've gotten way better at being able to treat it. But hey, you know, I people aren't protesting about vaccines, you know, outside of colleges and shit as we get ready to send students back, right? That isn't happening. No. If you attend a Wake Forest University, you will need to roll up your sleeve to get the COVID-19 vaccine. ABC Sarah's story has more from students who have mixed reactions on this new requirement. Why? It's been a uh, complete shift, paradigm shift, if I can, to say the least. Rising freshman Trace Alphin says he's ready for a normal year on the soccer field. Ain't happening. Whenever we were outside, whether you're walking by yourself or in a large group, you have to wear a mask. Wake Forest University. So? Say all students enrolled in the fall 20... I like... It's such a privileged thing. You have to wear a mask to save people's lives. You have to get a fucking shot in your arm to save other people's lives. To save thousands, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. Maybe even millions. Exactly. You have to have a whole host. I know this for a fact because there were several shots because I went back to college later on in life and there were several shots that like were out of date for me that I had to go to a doctor and get before I could go back to college. Semester are required to be fully vaccinated. Although Alfin already got the Pfizer vaccine, he doesn't think his peers should be forced to do the same. I just don't think it's the place of any overarching uh, organization, school, company, whatever it may be, to enforce someone to make a personal decision such as that. Honey! Honey! Do you know what country you're in? Do you know what capitalism is? Dumb chud indeed, but then again, he is a freshman. He's a freshman. So, like, he's young and, and, and like, when I was 19, I was still a Republican. Other students like Ryan Fessler tell me all school systems should require students to get the shot. It just allows for us all to, you know, just do what we want to do. The university says by August 1st, it will unenroll students who haven't provided documentation. Good. Proof of the vaccine. I absolutely understand where they're coming from with as many restrictions as there were in the fall. I'm honestly okay with the college doing whatever they need to in order to instill a normal college experience for the rest for the rest of my time here. It's still not going to be a normal college experience. Upload a photo of their COVID-19 vaccine card, but those not fully vaccinated are still required to quarantine per university policy if exposed to a COVID-positive person. Putting this vaccination like requirement in will allow us to meet new people and allow us to get 
things. And I feel sorry for like especially like the kids these age, this age specifically. Definitely going to be those who end up not getting the vaccine. Because like the coolest part of about college is going and getting to socialize and meeting new people. And that's and that honestly is not the fucking. ABC 45 News. It's not the, you know, being in the classroom that indoctrinates people. No, 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 no. It's being around a diverse group of people and diverse ideas that cause people to go like, oh, oh, you know, maybe I was wrong about this. You know who changed their mind about being wrong? This fucking anti-vaxxer is no longer an anti-vaxxer, so let's hear her story. The things we share tell a story. It started when my husband and I started trying for a baby. Voices for vaccines. They found a nine-hour docuseries on vaccines. I was traumatized. It took two years, but in 2019, Heather Simpson did what many do nowadays— she shared. It, it was a very long post, and it just got shared hundreds and hundreds of times. She kept sharing. Everything I shared from that point on got a ton of shares. An anti-vax influencer. Facebook polls, t-shirts, even a measles costume for Halloween. I thought, what could I do to <laughs> make the people that hate me angry? Okay, that's an interesting point. You say uh, reading fiction can increase empathy. So I am the editor of this right-wing podcast network, and uh, I was editing their podcast about homeschooling. And this incredibly religious family was, like, upset that they don't let kids read Tolkien in school. And also, by the... I went to a Christian school when I was in eighth grade and they had me read the Hobbit. So like I was thinking on this last night, like, is there something with the religious people wanting this? Like, why was Tolkien so like they don't teach Tolkien in school? Like, why would you want to teach Tolkien in schools? Like that doesn't, that doesn't make sense to me. Tolkien seems like something that's available in the library and kids can check it out if they want to. That doesn't seem like, you know, you need to teach a class on Tolkien, but I, you know, I don't read uh, fiction myself. I'm a nonfiction kind of guy. I read biographies and historical shit, philosophy books. But I'm a weirdo. I realize this. Uh, I, I play. I get all my fucking uh, fantasy out on the PlayStation. But now this, I. <sighs> She's talking about how easy it was to get likes with this kind of content. And it's absolutely true. Believe me, I know this is a content creator. It's hard to get likes on, you know, well-produced content. Whereas bullshit can go viral really fucking easily. Even, even on the, like, the selection of things that I clip from the show... I clip the more clickbaity shit. I feel like I do a lot of shit of substance on the show, but you know, like the clip from Friday's show that I put up on YouTube was Lola Bunny's boobs because I felt like that would get more clicks. So I, you're, you're kind of driven by the platform. Even me who tries to stay away from it. I don't give a shit about being popular. But also, like, you know, I, I want to break through the algorithms on YouTube. And, for, and like, right-wingers are really obsessed. They love coming to my channel and being like, 
this video only got 10 views. Well, you're ignoring the one that got like 4.5 million next to it. What the hell is wrong with you? You're making fun of me for not having a lot of views. You have six subscribers. What the hell? It's really weird. They are very, very concerned with views on the right. I'm not. So, yeah, yeah. the, the thing about the, the lie... Uh, halfway around the world before the, while the truth is lacing up its shoes. It's true. That's another thing, like, you need to be weary, like, you know, like the narrative about Cuba that came out right after the story broke. It's all over Fox News. And I, I want to start looking at things in a context of like, okay, I need to evaluate this in whether it is helping or hurting the status quo. And more than likely, if it's helping the status quo, I'm against it. And if it's hurting the status quo, I'm for it. And that's that's kind of the way, whenever I get right-wingers call in from now on, I'm going to try to break that down. Like the dude that was so obsessed with Antifa the other day. Like, man, like, are, are you concerned with helping the status quo or hurting the status quo? Because I feel like you are on the side of taking down the status quo. And I am almost positive that Antifa and BLM and any kind of social movements are seen as threats to the status quo. Especially when, like, all their critiques of Antifa or BLM are leftist critiques. Of, that's the weirdest thing that I get from all these right-wingers. They want to call and they want to critique the Democrats from the left and say, oh, well, you should give up on being a Democrat because they, they, you know, they didn't you know, fight for Medicare for all or whatever. Well, shit, I can't let the Republicans win because, you know, we've seen just in the first six months of the Biden administration, they, they initiated a policy that cut child poverty in half. They've got the power to do it. We just have to empower the right people. Are the Democrats the right people? Not all of them. Fuck no. I don't know. I got off on a tangent there. This is the kind of shit that I talk to myself about when I'm in the shower. That was fall of 2019. Months later, COVID-19. I was questioning COVID. I was questioning the mask requirements. Until the numbers kept rising. Ma'am, ma'am, you didn't even have to tell me that. Just looking at you, I could tell that you were questioning COVID. Step back and disappeared into my own little world after that, which led me to be able to read real science. In April, she got her first dose of the Pfizer vaccine. Her body did not react well. And so the doctors won't let me get the second one. I started being vocal on TikTok and things like that. And that's actually helped people. If you can get it, that helps us to achieve herd immunity. For people like her and her three-year-old daughter. That one? Looking back. It was like I thought I was some authority on the subject. Um, I was so confident. Her story's done a 180. Kiss me, I'm vaccinated. They're completely fine. She is. Now she's trying to sell shirts on the other side. She's trying to grift on the other side of it, isn't she? God damn. I never did that at all. Never timed anybody out at all. And still, still to this day, the lab origin theory has no evidence to support it. And the conclusion of the people that actually know what they're talking about at the moment is it's probably zoonotic. 
But hey, let's hear from Fox and Friends, because, you know, they're a source of good vaccine information. Apparently this uh, segment got a lot of views. Oh, here, here it is. This is not a hill to die on. Work out the odds and decide appropriately where there will be more Democratic voters in 2024 just based on mortality outcomes. Exactly. Back to the future, as now we're hearing in Las Vegas, in Los Angeles uh, County, it's time to wear a mask. Jerome Adams comes out and says we're wearing masks. Uh, we remember vividly him saying masks don't work. Then he told us the only reason he told us not to wear a mask is because we didn't have enough. And Dr. Fauci said the same thing. So the problem with that is it's inaccurate, not to the point. What? what no, no, Gilmead, what you just said is inaccurate. When you did things, when you said things that were wrong, like Dr. Fauci always does, that's when people get distrustful. When people like Mitt Romney come out and say it's moronic. To- Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? All of you. What Gilmead just said was 100% false. The way he framed that was wrong. Little nuggets of truth strung together. Have any questions about the vaccine? People get a little ticked off when they're put down. And then when you don't bring up the fact that there can be after effects of it, and you hear, especially with kids with this swelling of the heart, and we've had people on here, that's not misinformation that I want Facebook to take down. That actually happens sometimes. And when people don't acknowledge that in power. That makes the average American who cherishes freedom say, I'll make my own decision, thank you. Well, here's the thing. And uh, one of the CDC officials said yesterday, look, the the pandemic right now is really just with people who have not been vaccinated. Thank you. Mm -hmm. 99% of the people who have died have not been vaccinated. And so what they're trying to do is they're trying to make sure that all... Sure would be a shame if there was a network spreading false information about vaccines and COVID. The people who have not been vaccinated get vaccinated. And unfortunately, and this is one of the reasons apparently that Joe Biden... I don't... If you want to get... If you want to get pedantic, technically the thing about the mask, like they they did have their reasons. Like we didn't know how uh, effective masks would be because we didn't know how airborne it was. Uh, technically, he did, but there was concern about them making a run on surgical masks and N95s that would be needed for medical personnel. So they did want to, in their messaging, downplay it. That's not a lie. The administration's been very, very frustrated. They have not been able to get Facebook to get rid of some of the disinformation. Mm-hmm. The disinformation is online. Uh, the the vaccine is killing killing the disinformation. Like we just we just heard the woman say it. Disinformation is big money, and it's not just the money. And you can turn those those clicks and those likes and those shares into money. But like that woman was also like enjoying the fame, the influencer status. Changes your DNA, or their little microchips. None of that is true. Right, and so that's why you have... Hey, you enjoy myself. Are you really this stupid? Like, I'm happy to educate you on what's going on. Like, you're asking a question that is irrelevant. If people who are vaccinated are no longer at risk, why do they care if others get vaccinated? Because that's not true. People who are vaccinated are not no longer at risk. Do do you understand that? What you're saying is false because right-wingers are idiots. 
Nobody is lying to the American people. You're the one that's lying. You're an idiot. Plain and simple. We live in a society. Because it's going to kill a whole bunch of children. There are children on ventilators in my fucking state right now. Vaccinated people who are old and still have medical conditions can still get the virus and die. The vaccination efficacy rate is just to curb your chances of getting severely ill. We are still living with it. And if it mutates into something more dangerous that the vaccines can't protect against, it becomes my goddamn problem again. So I really wish idiots like you enjoy myself would educate themselves on what the fuck is actually going on and stop trying to spread misinformation. But, as we saw with the story before this, misinformation is popular. It's a hell of a lot easier to get people to jack you off online if you're spreading bullshit that they want to hear, as opposed to telling people what they don't want to hear, but is actual truth. This continuous message, misinformation, misinformation. And uh, the Surgeon General, I didn't know this, he said that he lost 10 people in his family from COVID-19. And he says... You are lying. Fauci never said that. You are an idiot. You are an idiot. Do Do you get that? I just explained what the CDC position was. Explained it in great detail. You are lying. And apparently, you're really concerned with people lying. That's one of the things that I don't get about right-wingers. Like the, the, you, uh, the don't unfriend me guy. Like he was so concerned about me calling. I never brought race up. But he was so concerned that I was trying to frame him as a racist. But, but, he called me an anti-Semite just by seeing a free Palestine flag. He was able to call me a racist with no thought whatsoever to it. Just like right-wingers will accuse people of lying when they're the ones lying. Just like the dude that called in the other day that was so concerned about Antifa violence. And I pointed out that the dude that he was citing about Antifa being violent was the one helping violent groups. That's why that's why we call right-wingers dishonest actors. You're disingenuous. You're not having a good faith conversation with us. You don't actually give a shit about lying. You don't actually give a shit about racism. You don't give a shit about anything but protecting the status quo. Exactly. All the the vast majority of the violence in this country is coming from the right. The FBI says it. The ADL says it. Just like anytime we ask for proof of when, of when Antifa is violent, we get Andy fucking NGO. Right-wingers are goddamn morons. 
Facebook is not doing enough. But then when you ask Facebook, they say we have followed all the eight plans, all the eight recommendations that they gave us. We have, we've listened to them and we've done our, our, our jobs. 58% uh, of the folks that are getting that um, are getting COVID that have COVID now that are not vaccinated, 58% uh, of them have the Delta variant. Right. So that's the one that's so um, contagious and it's spreading throughout right. the country. But it's not more dangerous. Also, they said that if you had, it is like a thousand times more of the viral load. It is more dangerous. Killmead is an idiot. COVID last year, you're not protected from this. It's like every year the flu changes. Who well, said that? The CDC. The because uh, they have not proven that the antibodies disappear when they get in your T cells. They have not shown that people right. have no. the natural immunity aren't even better protected than those with the vaccine. You still have the natural immunity to the first COVID. This is the Delta. This is the. You enjoy myself. That is not, you quoted. You said masks are ineffective. That was what you quoted. This is what you said. Masks are ineffective. That was your actual quote. Now you're changing. Now you looked it up. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. That's not mass or ineffective. Because Fauci never fucking said that. You're a liar. You even proved. You lied. Yes, at the time, there was no reason to be walking around with a mask on because we didn't know it spread as airborne as what it does. That's why they were telling you to wipe things down and wash your hands. They thought it spread on surfaces. They were wrong. They updated their recommendations when they found that out. To say they are lying is a lie. It is to paint something as as something that it wasn't in service of a lie. You are the liar here. Seriously, the lost cause rhetoric and like it's not just the lost cause rhetoric, it's capitalism. We we have whole cottage industries feeding people bullshit. Because like no matter what you want to hear, you can turn somebody on that will feed you the information that you want to hear. And you can go be in your little echo chamber and never be challenged. This is the Delta version. So that's the worry is all the people who have not gotten vaccinated. And there are some people who have a reason they can't get vaccinated. I've got a friend who, when she gets the flu shot, is paralyzed for a week or two. That kind of person does not get it. People who are pregnant are reluctant to get it before the baby comes. And so there are people. But everybody else, if you have the chance. Justin is above the fray. Justin doesn't have any corporate sponsorship. Justin doesn't feed anybody bullshit. Justin doesn't say, Fauci said this, and then argue with a straw man. Justin plays exactly what the right-wingers are fucking saying and deals with exactly their argument. You will never see that. You will never see that on a right-wing streamer's site. They don't actually deal with what the left says. They have to paint a straw man of the left because they can't win on the merits of their argument. Or they'll play a little short snippet 
I specifically go out of my way. I want four or five minutes. I want the whole fucking segment to make sure we get the context and we know exactly what people say. And if I don't know something, I look it up on the show. Justin is indeed above the fray. I don't care about your clicks or your likes. I regularly tell people in my chat to go fuck themselves. I don't know. What is the policy on pregnant women? Is is a vaccine something you're supposed to take while you're pregnant? I would... I have no idea about that. Oh, shit. I will fix that. But if you don't... Thank you, Stark Raving. Oh, we were at the end of that clip. Remember, we've got another... I was talking about we've got concerts going on. We've got... WWE returned to live shows. I would I would assume uh, the benefits outweigh the risks, but I don't I don't know what the doctors recommend on pregnant because like I have a thing for pregnant women that's one of my kinks, but like I don't like I hate kids, so I've never actually been around pregnant women. Okay, okay, if that's what the if that's what the medical experts recommend. I was just, I would be worried about like adverse side effects or whatever, but fucking like, it's not an issue I know about. Yeah, everybody should be able to see everybody. What's up, Stark Raving? Now they were, they were responding to you enjoy myself, weren't they? Or he, he pops in a lot, so. People might have just been ignoring him. Well, I wouldn't trust what you say in the chat anyway. I could. You're probably going to a doctor like, you know, one of Trump's doctors or some shit. Doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. Or some religious doctor. I don't fucking know. Two athletes have tested positive for COVID 19 inside the Olympic Village. Less than a week before the opening ceremonies begin at this year's Tokyo Games, at least two players on the South African soccer team have tested positive for COVID-19. This is just the players. There's other people that have tested positive. Two players, I'm not even going to try out of respect for them, are the first athletes to test positive for the coronavirus at the site of the Olympic Village in the Japanese capital. A video analyst for the team also tested positive. All three have been isolated along with those who were in close contact with them. Organizers for the games did not name the athletes but said they were non-Japanese. Their test results were confirmed by the South African Football Association. I would assume we're going to get a lot of this in the next week. As well as, you know, right-wingers just being stupid about the Olympics going on in general. Anything they can, you know, bitch about, they're going to. Naomi Osaka knocks Megyn Kelly for tweets that spew negativity about mental health. In the start, Naomi Osaka took a shot at conservative pundit Megyn Kelly after Kelly accused Osaka of not being genuine about her recent decision to not conduct media interviews, citing mental health concerns. Why is it any of Megyn Kelly's goddamn business? 
Kelly criticized Osaka for being on a series of magazine covers, but Osaka said those issues were produced well before her break. Seeing as you're a journalist, I would have assumed you would take the time to research what the lead times are for magazines. If you did that, you she doesn't care. It's whatever she can get. She's a podcaster now. She's in the internet world. It's all about fucking clicks. It doesn't matter. She's not a journalist. Megan Kelly has never been a journalist, I don't believe. Was she? She was a commentator when she was at Fox News. She was a commentator at NBC. If you did that, you would have found out I shot all of my covers last year, Osaka said. Instead, your first reaction is to hop on here and spew negativity. Do better, Megan. Yes, do better, Megan. Late last month, Osaka withdrew from the French Open to focus on her mental health. Oh, wait a minute. This wasn't. This isn't even an Olympic athlete. I'm sorry. I'm. I don't know anything about sports. Didn't know which 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 footy ball we were talking about. Kelly was discussing Osaka on Monday on Twitter with Clay Travis, a conservative sports pundit. Since she's too introverted to talk to the media after tennis matches, Naomi Osaka has launched a reality show, A Barbie, and now is on the cover of the SI swimsuit issue, Travis tweeted. Please help me sue Gwyneth. She stole my pussy candle idea. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go to my YouTube. Apparently the links went wrong in Twitch. It's youtube.com forward slash Justin Freakin. I took the mister out. It probably says mister on Twitch. You will see me doing my pussy candle bit. My stand-up routine from 2014. When the Because here's the thing. I came up with a pussy-scented fragrance. I called it Ode de Twat. Why? Everybody's going to YouTube. Why, why are you guys going from Twitch to YouTube? I'm so confused. Yes, nobody should be. Nobody should have the ability to be a public health hazard. She came out with hers in like 2017, 2018. Mine was 2014. Well before it. Well before it. And also, fun fact: apparently, Elton John is like the biggest buyer of pussy candles. Why would Elton John buy pussy candles? It doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, oh, oh. I, everybody, everybody should be able to see everybody and everybody should be able to interact. Now, I do not know this for a fact because I see everybody's through a different program. I am not on Twitch. I'm not on YouTube. I'm not anywhere. And I'm definitely not with what, whatever the fuck Joe Biden is smoking. Joe Biden talked about capitalism earlier today in his speech. Exactly six months since my administration began. I think it's a fitting moment to Rocky. talk about the economy, where we were six months ago, what we've achieved since then, and what I believe uh, uh, we've... Uh, Are they really that hot? I want my piece if they're that fucking shit. Like, I, the whole Sue Gwyneth Paltrow and Sue Seth Rollins thing is like a joke. 
for the Patreon, but like, she really did steal my idea. Do I have a case against her? Like, I am serious. Go watch that video. I came up with pussy candles years ago. Give me a cut. She's selling them for like a hundred bucks a pop. Elton John himself has bought like 10,000 of them. So, fuck! I want to cut. You're in here talking about communism is for jerk-offs. I'm talking about how somebody stole my intellectual property. If you, you enjoy myself. If you think communism is for jerk-offs, then help me get my intellectual property from the from the bougie, rich, liberal Gwyneth Paltrow. This should be right up your alley. Share out my video about me wanting to sue Gwyneth Paltrow to all your friends. Go sign up. That's the $5, that's the $5 tier on Patreon. Help me sue Gwyneth Paltrow. Share it out with all your friends. Because let me tell you, Big Tech censors me. Buddy, if you don't think Big Tech censors me, I can show you the numbers. I'm I'm not just shadow banned everywhere. I'm banned banned. That's that capitalism for you, sir. And you look at this. I put on a hell of a show. So you should help me break through the big tech censorship. You should help me be a better capitalist. Help me sue Gwyneth Paltrow, share out my shit, so all your friends see my videos. I I never said I was a socialist. I never said I was a communist. I get on here, I tell people what communism is, I tell people what socialism is, I correct misinformation from idiot-ass right-wingers. At this moment in time, I live in a capitalist society and Gwyneth Paltrow owes me some goddamn money for some pussy candles. You enjoy myself. Are you going to put your money where your mouth is? Literally, if you're a capitalist, put your money where your mouth is, bitch. Hear my shit out and go ahead, sign up for the $5 tier on Patreon. That's the Help Me Sue Gwyneth Paltrow. I believe we're where we're headed. Before I took office, there was a lot of folks Goop. making some pretty bold what a what a dumb name for a and I'm Joe Biden. The last time we had played a part of his speeches, like the last ten times, I've I've not paid any attention to anything he said. If I have, it's just been to mock him. But seriously, Goop, that is the dumbest name for a product ever. And even like, I don't know what she called sin of something or other. I I knew it at one point in time, what she actually called the candle. I could come up with a better, better name for the candle. And my, my idea was that they would actually be shaped like a vagina. So that when you finish burning them, they'd look like a freshly fucked pussy all floppy and sloppy. Hers are just like, they just smell like Gwyneth Paltrow's coochie. You guys have got me all fucking tore up about Gwyneth Paltrow. I can't, like, one, I don't like her. And here's one of the, and here's the thing. 
I did. I did. I had a crush on her. She might be like my first celebrity crush. We're talking like 95, 96, 97, sometime in that, that, that range. I was all about me some Gwyneth Paltrow. Do not like her at all now. And she stole my idea. Oh, I can't believe she I can't believe she hasn't been there already other than the fact that she just she thinks she's above it. Brad or Eric, whichever one it is in the humidor, I don't fucking know. I get the I get the Weinstein brothers confused. They're way too below Gwyneth. Brett. Brett is way too far below Gwyneth. If there if there was somebody, she'll be. I'm, she's already been on Russell Brand show, hasn't she? She had to have been. I yes, sweat down the ass crack. I want the sweat smell in there. I was very the the bit was that um, I had slept with a woman the morning of and I'd been out and about all day and I loved the fact that it was in my Fu Manchu and just like the rest of the day I would I would get sense of it like ah oh. and it inspired me to make the ode de twat the pussy cologne and then that inspired me to come up with the candle and the candle is shaped like a vagina so when you finish burning it not only does it smell like a pussy, but it looks like a freshly fucked pussy, all floppy and sloppy. Here's the turnout. You might remember some of the predictions. Are you, are you talking about YouTube or Twitch? When I became president, we quote, see a depression, the likes of which we've never seen, end of quote. Well, it's true that the economy was sputtering before I got here. Adding only 60,000 jobs per month or for three months before I was sworn in. But now, six months later, we've changed that. We've gone from 60,000 jobs per Rhodesia, month. Rhodesia, I don't, I, I missed that. I was on a rant, wasn't I? I don't know what happened. Jobs per month since it took office. More than 3 million new jobs, all told. That's the fastest growth, I'm told, at this point in any administration's history. Another prediction that is my favorite one, I must add, is that if I got elected, I'd bring the end to capitalism. <laughs> I never understood that one, but... Uh, Me neither! Anybody saying that was dumb as fuck. Once in my administration, the U.S. economy has experienced the highest economic growth rate in nearly 40 years. And we know uh, we've... And now uh, we... Boom! Mod. ...a wartime effort to get the uh, American vaccinated and pass powerful American rescue plan. We did both those things. And now the forecasters have doubled their projections for growth this year in the economy to 7% or higher. In fact, the U.S. is the only developing country in the world where growth projections today are stronger than, than they were before the pandemic hit. At the same time, companies across the country are giving workers a raise. Unusual thing. And the number of new unemployment claims. Now that is true. Since I took office. And by the way, two weeks ago, I issued a major executive order promoting fair and open competition, which is the cornerstone. The cornerstone. Of also, the- workers are getting a little hard-assed about it. Like, we're going to talk about some of those stories here in just a second. And I'm happy to get to cover that. 
American capitalism. Banning non-compete clauses, that's suppressed workers' wages, lowering the price of things like hearing aids, prescription drugs, internet service, along with dozens... Now, when he says lowering the price, it's neoliberal speak for, like, we're going to do some kind of government program to throw money at a private entity. serious progress to ensure that... The government could do it cheaper. For the good of the American people. That's my position. If there's anybody new in here that does not know my position, my position is certain industries should absolutely be nationalized. It's a case-by-case basis. The energy industry, completely. Coal industry, any oil production, all of it. Nationalized. Period. End of story. If you want to have, you know, restaurants in a local area, you know, a form of capitalism where there's shops and shit locally competing in like, what, micro instead of the macro, I'm down with that. But like, okay, I am not down with the fact that you go to every goddamn city in the country now and they all look exactly alike. There's a Walmart, a TGI Fridays, you've got the same goddamn shit everywhere. I don't I don't like your chain restaurants. I don't like your strip malls. I think they're a blight on society. I think we need whatever governmental policy that keeps capitalism in very, very closed bounds. And that we need to first of all that libertarian policies do not work at all unless you have your monopoly money. Because, like, even Nozick's critique of his own philosophy, the father of modern libertarian thought, said you can't have anything without initial just acquisition. That if anywhere down the line a contract was invalid through theft or deception, none of the contracts were valid. So that would mean all of our current contracts... And, and societal structures are invalid. I would agree with that notion. So in order for you to live in this libertarian utopia, you have to tear it all down, start from scratch, and give everybody like I, the monopoly scenario where everybody has their, you know, two $500 bills or, you know, two $100 bills and your 520s and whatever. And you get your $200 every time you pass go. Everybody needs to have their basic needs met. In order to achieve actual freedom... People need to have the mobility to do, you know, what the fuck they want, whether they want to go to school to be a doctor or whether they do want to go work in the service industry. And if you give people a a solid safety net, uh, a robust UBI, a Medicare for all, a, a strong Social Security, you do that, you allow people to be more innovative and you make them more nimble. And then these 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 kids that might have slaved away in a fucking McDonald's instead of going to school had the fucking cure for cancer or AIDS in their head. Get a chance. Everybody gets a fair fucking chance. I don't under that that's what I want. Everybody having a fair fucking shot. And right wingers were always pointing like, well, there's problems or there there are I mean there's programs or there's there's welfare for those who need it. No, 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 fucking try to go and use one of those programs. It's a, it's a 
bureaucratic nightmare. It is the absolute worst of government. I also think making those programs far more robust and hiring more people in the government sector helps keep the private sector honest. If you can go get a job at the DMV making $25 an hour where you stand around most of the time, that's cool. And also, if you've got a job at the DMV where you're standing around most of the time, that means if I go into the DMV, I don't have to wait very long. Because that's, that's what I want. I want a government that functions well for me. I don't want to have to wait when I go in the DMV. But that requires staffing. And that would mean sometimes, probably a lot of the time, in order to achieve a level where, you know, even at the busiest times, there's somebody for everybody to serve them. There's going to be people with a lot of downtime. I'm okay with it. I don't give a fuck if the government is paying people to stand around. Republicans will, will frame that. As, as, you know, waste by the government. I don't give a shit. But I mean, at, there's also an argument to be made that at the point that we're at, when we're dealing with the climate change scenario, that like, you can't even keep capitalism in place at all. And I'm, I'm open to hearing about it. I'm, I like, I agree. We are, we are far beyond the tipping point. Only 5% of the U.S. population owns 90% of the U.S. Gross inequality. And that's, and that's all they do. They have rigged the government to just shovel public money into private coffers. So they're getting you when you go to the store and you're buying their fucking products. And then they're getting you on the back end of the production and making you work for them. It's slavery in that, in that sense. People think capitalism produces freedom, and I'm like, bull fucking shit. God, well, and that's that's a con- like if climate change forces us indoors more, that compounds the problem because we have to use more energy to run our air conditioning, to run our lights. And that's when it comes to climate change, I'm worried about the runaway greenhouse effect. Once we hit a certain point, like it just keeps going and it compounds and exponentially grows. And I feel like given the way the weather has acted in my lifetime, holy fuck. When I was a kid, I lived in Kentucky. I lived in eastern Kentucky. Every winter, you could count on it. You know, the, the weeks that it actually happened would vary, but you could count on two weeks of actual snow, three, four, five inches, a couple different snowstorms, maybe one big one and a couple of little ones that would add to the, the total throughout the two weeks. We would be out of school two weeks. You could time your fucking watch to it. This was the late 80s. Now, now, fucking, you, it snows in fucking June in places. Record heat waves in Canada. And, the, and like, the dude from the AccuWeather, he, like, a fucking paid shield. And, and anybody that ever points out a meteorologist to you, I will point out that meteorology is a broadcasting degree. A meteorologist usually doesn't know their ass from a hole in the ground. And... I've been in the broadcasting business for almost 20 years, and almost every meteorologist I've ever met has been a hard right fucking nut job. And that blows my mind. 
The last one, we're cool now. We're cool. I actually messaged him the other day, asked him. He's a financial advisor. He's not even in meteorology anymore. We're cool. But one time we had a, a like, he, he paints himself as a hardcore Christian now. And uh, he was bashing welfare recipients. And God, I can't remember what I what I said. I'm I'm like floor director working the camera. We're in a break in the show and like having these kind of discussions. And he's bashing people on welfare. And I I can't remember how I phrased it, but made some point about like it's not very Christian of you or whatever. And he was like, I'm gonna come down there and throw you through this wall. I'm like, well, that's also not very Christian of you. And like the anchors are just like, <gasps> and then I'm like, five, four, three. <laughs> I'm going to write a book one of these days. I've, I've had a very interesting life. You guys like Walmart? I don't shop at Walmart. I haven't shopped at a Walmart since 2007, and even then, this has been denied. I, my apologies. My access has been denied to whatever article I was going to pull up. <laughs> I haven't been in a Walmart since 2007. And that's only because at that time, that was the only place you could buy a lamp at midnight. And I just moved into a new apartment and I didn't know I didn't have a fucking living room light. And I had to go somewhere and get a lamp in order to do anything in my fucking living room. That's the last time I spent money at a Walmart. This is this is the lead into the story. Uh let's see if we can go. Woman with Down syndrome wins a one hundred and twenty five million dollar lawsuit against Walmart. I had the actual, like, the, the Kansas City Star article up because it was talking about, like, how, how much money she was actually going to get from it. A former Walmart employer with Down syndrome has been awarded $125 million in punitive damages after a Green Bay grand jury determined that her firing in 2015 violated the Americans with Disabilities Act. Marlo Spaeth worked at the Walmart store in Manitowoc, Wisconsin. That's where the uh, making of a murderer guy was, wasn't it? Manitowoc, Wisconsin. Weird things go on in uh, Manitowoc. I I think I'm mispronouncing it. She worked at the Walmart store for nearly 16 years and consistently received positive performance evaluations, but was fired after she filed a disability-related request for a change in hours, according to a news release from the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Space shift was changed from a 12 to 4 p.m. shift to a 1 to 5.30 p.m. shift after the store introduced a computerized scheduling system in 2014. Because of the schedule change, Space feared she would miss her bus home and would be forced to miss meals. Aww. According to the lawsuit, Space's condition requires that she maintain a rigid daily schedule, including eating dinner at the same time every night to avoid falling ill. They, they fucking Walmart wants to talk about how good they are to people with disabilities and how they employ them. 
then they do bullshit like this. Despite the request, Walmart bosses refused to switch space schedule back. And eight months later, uh, the retailer terminated her contract and refused to rehire her. Such alleged conduct violates the ADA, which prohibits discrimination based on an employee's disability. Many have expressed outrage on social media by using the hashtag boycott Walmart. Absolutely. I highly encourage you to boycott Walmart for a whole host of reasons. This story should infuriate. If this is what pushes you over the edge to get you to boycott Walmart, I'm all for it. There's, there are plenty of reasons to boycott Walmart. Chief among them is going and giving your money to Walmart is basically sucking the money out of your local economy and sending it straight to Bentonville, Arkansas. And they're bougie asses. The jury here recognized and apparently was quite offended that Miss Space lost her job because of needless and unlawful inflexibility on the part of Walmart. Miss Space's request was a simple one and denying it profoundly altered her life. A Walmart fired a 16-year-old uh, or 16-year top-notch employee because she has a disability. The company was hit with a $125 million verdict, but will only pay 300 grand because that's the most a company can be fined. This is what right-wingers mean when they say shit like tort reform. This is it. Tort reform. Meaning they put a cap on what you can sue for for damages. That's what I'm saying. That's why I had the... Specifically, I skipped over all the articles that came up first, and that's why I was sad that the access was denied to the one article that we were reading. Because I knew it covered this aspect of it because I wanted to get pissed off about it. Walmart makes three hundred grand every seventeen fucking seconds. It's not even a slap on the wrist to them. It's like, it's like a fly buzzing around their ear. It's not even a bee sting. Only pay three hundred grand. Even though Marlowe Space was rewarded the $125 million, Walmart argued the amount would be reduced to three hundred grand because of a federal law that caps compensatory and punitive damages. We do not dis- uh, tolerate discrimination of any kind, and we routinely accommodate thousands of associates every year, Walmart said in remarks reported by the New York Times. Fuck you, Walmart. That's just a PR statement. They do not support people with disabilities. They exploit people with disabilities. I corrected it. They exploit people with disabilities. Don't even get me started on goddamn goodwill. And that's the thing, like... I want to talk about this shit so much more on this show. I want to talk about worker issues because, like, that's one of my main causes. But unfortunately, we do have to talk about Trump and his bullshit and stupid-ass lab league theories and all the right-wing nonsense because that's what dominates our lives. Fuck. 
We don't get to talk about the shit that's actually important. Goodwill the store. Okay, so they uh, they are very, very braggadocious about how they... First of all, they operate as a for-profit. They're very bra... And they don't. They don't actually operate. They operate as a for-profit while having not-for-profit status. But they... Um, they pay their associates that have disabilities like fucking 70 cents on the dollar and then pat themselves on the back like we're the only people that would employ these people and it is like you know really simple work going back and like you know sorting garments and removing hangers or putting in hangers and everything like super super simple work and it is like you know some of the the people with the the worst disabilities that can still function in a job are, are what Goodwill are employing. And just to me, that's just a, a, atrocious. They're a, like a 30 million, 40 million something dollar a year company, at least 100 million. And like, you can't pay fucking $10 a fucking hour. I, and like, I know there's also things about people that are on fixed income, social security, drawing disability and shit about being able to earn an income and that there's certain requirements for them. But it just, it, it seems, it seems highly exploitative to me. Hey, any 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 entity in capitalism is suspect. I would be interested to hear about that, Stark Rogan. I did um I did a few stories when like the Goodwill opened in my town. I was a news reporter. We did several, you know, positive stories on them. That seems pretty commensurate. Like 24 for a master's level. I mean, it's low. It is absolutely low, but in terms of like the market value right now, I don't know. I don't know that that's not like actually pretty good. It's amazing that they're not offering you $10 an hour with a master's level. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what a savers is. If it's religious, I would automatically be uh, suspicious of it. All right, so I don't even know what Fred Meyer is. I just wanted to cover a strike because I think strikes are awesome. Does anybody in the chat know what a Fred Meyer's is? Oh, shit. And Washington could walk off the job, and that could cause regional supply chain issues for 180 Fred Meyer stores, including dozens of them here in Washington State. I, I, I thought their work for, workforce was pretty geared towards people with disabilities, which is cool unless you're using it to exploit them to up your bottom line. And that seems that seems like what they're doing. Al Thomas is joining us now live from a Fred Meyer in Tacoma. And Al... Oh, is this a uh, Pacific Northwest yeah, entity? The, the work stoppage could be announced as soon as midnight tonight. We're expecting that around 12.01. Here's the thing, though. This is all stemming from a single distribution center that's in 
Puyallup. And if those workers were to walk out, every single one of these 180 stores, this one included in Washington and three other states, would really be feeling the brunt impact of that. Now, we're told contract negotiations were underway between the union that represents all of those workers. It's called Teamster Local 117 and the grocery change. After four sessions, the union says they didn't make a lot of progress and a new contract was... Wait, is Kroger, is Kroger part of it or are they owned by the same company? Today. So they voted to strike. That received unanimous support. That's 335 workers backing this strike. We spoke with the union. They say... Are you saying it's just it's just like a Kroger? ...standards that were set in place by Fred Meyer in the onset of the pandemic. That's probably what you meant. I'm stoned. Or not stoned enough. I don't know. ...until their demands are met. Fred Meyer, what it means for them is it'd be, it'd be a big problem for them. They shouldn't allow it to happen. We oh, they own them. Okay. We are an essential part of the food chain, and that didn't start with the pandemic. We were essential long before. We've just been recognized during the pandemic. Indeed, this dude is right on the money. Uh, well, if Kroger owns them, I'll stop shopping. Because one of the reasons why I use Kroger, I prefer my local grocery store, but I can't have it delivered to me. So I, I go through Kroger because uh, the workforce is unionized. But if, if like they're part of the strike, I'll totally not cross the picket line. I'll go to Publix for a little while. I don't like Publix either, but I can have Publix delivered. But I'll avoid Kroger. But that recognition has not translated to the working conditions and the wages and compensation packages that we need. In a statement to Cairo 7, a spokesperson with Fred Meyer says, quote, our company will continue to pursue a fair and balanced contract that honors associates and keeps the company competitive. Now, I'm, I'm ashamed of myself because I crossed the Frito-Lay picket line. We do not anticipate any disruption. Fucking Sparkles and I argued over where we were going to eat for so long. Right now, it is business as usual. But All we could go to was Taco Bell. just finalized a successful contract with Safeway. So they're really hoping that Fred... And I'm like, oh, I'll get one of these Baja Blast, whatever the fuck thing it was. And I didn't even realize, like, oh, that's a... That's a PepsiCo. Definitely being felt regionally. Live in Tacoma, L. Thomas, Caro 7 News. And you know, we've seen supply chain delays throughout the pandemic for different reasons. We know they can have a big impact. We'll see what happens here. Thanks, Al. Oh, was that... Was it a Fred Meyer where that happened, where they had the guards? I think we watched video or we saw the pictures of... I think it was pictures. Where they were protecting the dumpster. Oh man, that sounds amazing. Yeah, I am. I apologize to the Frito Lay workers that I had a Pepsi product over the weekend. Usually, it's really easy for me to not like a Frito Lay. I don't eat anything from fucking. Ugh. Hundreds of workers are on strike at the Frito Lay plant in Topeka, Kansas. Many of them are working 12-hour days, seven days a week, and some haven't had a day off in five months. Conditions that are literally killing them. At the Frito-Lay production plant in Topeka, Kansas, workers are subjected to something called suicide shifts, in which they come in for eight hours, are forced to work four more hours, and then are called in four hours early, leaving them only eight hours off between shifts. This is how the company forces overtime to the point that many of those workers say they work 12 hours a day, seven days a week, with some not having had a day off in five months, weekends included. The company recently sent us a letter saying those shifts are called squeeze shifts, but none of us had heard that term before. 
I think they're just trying to make it sound better. What prompted the letter was workers' willingness to speak out about the anxiety that pervades their shop. One of the reasons that they are now on strike that is entering its third week. The plant employs some 850 people and workers have spoken of the the, uh, deleterious. Deleterious. But I'm going to look up. Deleterious. I think I was close in pronunciation there. Deleterious. Causing harm or damage. Spoking of the deleterious efforts of such inhumane working conditions. As Mark McCarter, a 59-year-old uh, palletizer, pallet, palletizer, I assume somebody who works with pallets, and union steward at the uh, plant who has worked there for 37 years, told Vice, it seems like I go to one funeral a year for someone who's had a heart attack at work or someone who went home uh, to their barn and shot themselves in the head or hung themselves. At the Topeka plant, production has only increased during the pandemic. As people were used to working overtime around holidays, they say they are now being pushed to their limits year-round as people across the United States upped their intake of products made, packaged, and shipped out of the Topeka, uh, out of the Topeka Lays plant. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I fucked that one. Up. Shipped out of the shipped out of Topeka, Lays potato chips, Tostitos, Cheetos, Sun Chips, Fritos, Doritos. Fuck, I had a Doritos Logo Taco, too. I'm so sorry. God, I am horrible. I am a horrible leftist. And, like, I've had Taco Bell twice in the last five years. And I have it when they're on fucking strike. God damn. The result for the workers was misery. For the company, it was more than $4.2 billion in sales. And both times was with, with Sparkles. She likes Taco Bell for some reason. Like, she's sitting over there eating it like, Ooh, my asshole's gonna be on fire tomorrow! Ah! As my new co-host for the Friday Night Freak Show, premiering Friday the 13th. The result for the workers was misery. For the company, it was more than $4.2 billion in sales. Partially responsible for a 14% spike in revenue for its parent company, PepsiCo. A Fortune 500 company with a rising stock. Despite such good fortune, the company continues to treat workers with less care than it treats its machines. There is no concern for upkeep, only for wringing every last bit of labor from their bodies, even if it kills them. To be worked to death to produce potato chips, hard to imagine something so insulting and cruel. Yep. Now, some states are restarting their unemployment benefits after the pause. I think it was 20-something states in total, 26, 27. Maybe we'll get the exact number here. Indiana, so once again... about inflation in context of the labor... Yeah, we don't want to talk about inflation. Indiana, once again, began paying pandemic unemployment benefits, including the $300 weekly supplement on Friday after the State Court of Appeals earlier this week denied the state's attempt... To keep it halted, some 25,000 claimants had already received more than 33 million, said Regina Ashley, chief unemployment insurance officer. 
The payments will be retroactive to the week ending June 26th, she said. The state had stopped the pandemic unemployment programs as of June 19th. There will be no gap in payments for eligible claimants. I think that was a requirement from the Department of Labor for them to be able to restart it. Saga began when jobless workers filed a lawsuit in mid-June challenging Republican Governor Eric Holcomb's order to cease the payments early. The effort may have been the first one aimed at blocking the early termination of benefits, but unemployment, unemployed residents in at least four other states have since followed suit. I don't know which state. Uh, I believe another state, Maryland. I believe Maryland has already reinstated it. So it looks like Maryland, Texas have filed lawsuits. Recovery in the U.S. jobs market. The- God damn it, CNN. Shut the fuck up. Indiana. I don't know what the other states are. The CNN is a shitty news organization that keeps throwing pop-up ads at me. Took several weeks for Indiana to restart the benefits, even after a state judge ruled in late June that the compensation must begin flowing again while the case works its way through the court system. The Indiana Court of Appeals on Monday denied the state's motion to stay the preliminary injunction issued by the lower court. The state had been in discussions with the U.S. Department of Labor to restart the benefits, said Fred Payne, commissioner of the Indiana Department of Workforce Development. The agency also had to update its computer systems to reflect the change. In announcing the resumption of the benefits, Payne stressed that the state also provides education and job training resources to help the unemployment or the unemployed return to the labor market. Once again, we're seeing a rise in COVID cases. Right as all these states are yanking the unemployment benefits, I thought all the right wingers said, "Well, if you're scared, you can just stay home." All of a sudden, it be it became, uh, no, you can't just stay home. We're going to force you back to work now. And COVID cases are rising. Indiana is one of 26 states that announced they were terminating early at least one of the three pandemic unemployment insurance programs. In addition to the $300 weekly supplement, the federal programs provided benefits to freelancers, to self-employed, independent contractors, and certain people affected by the coronavirus, and to those who have exhausted their regular state benefits. That's why a lot of these people were just getting the $300. Contract workers, gig workers, freelancers, all these Uber drivers. So, cases in Texas, Ohio, Oklahoma are also working their way through the state court system. But now, you probably wouldn't have any problem finding workers if you just paid them properly commensurate to their work. Pizza workers earned $78 an hour when the boss paid the day's profits rather than keep it all for himself. 
Allow me to repeat that. Pizza workers earned $78 an hour when the boss paid the day's profits rather than keep it all for himself. Now, I would like to remind everybody the definition of socialism is worker ownership of the means of production. And I would also like to remind everybody that all data and all research shows that worker co-ops produce the best working environments, also seem to produce better results when it comes to business practices. The owner of a pizza shop in Finley, Ohio, gave his employees the entire day's profits to show his appreciation for their hard work and loyalty. He just... Just gave him that... That day! That day! This is a local pizza place. I would have thought that their margins were razor thin. Because, <laughs> like, restaurants don't operate on the biggest margins. This is, like, a local pizza place. And he was able to afford paying his workers $78 a fucking hour. You think goddamn McDonald's can't do that? You think Walmart can't fucking do that? Jesus. Josh Elkert, Josh Elchert of Heavenly Pizza said he's been lucky he hasn't had to cut back on hours or limit the menu because of low staffing. We've seen the help wanted signs everywhere and we're not exempt of that. We've definitely been short staffed, but we've always had the employees to operate at a sustainable level. Monday was employee appreciation day. And he was aiming for 40 to $50 an hour for his workers. Instead, the shop had... Okay, so, like, they, they promoted it that the workers were getting it that day. And so, like, he was expecting it to be 40 or $50. That's probably close to what the actual profit would have been. But people were like, oh, yeah, we're going to come in and support these motherfuckers. Because that, that is cool. And this just shows you... This shows you that people will support you if you're good to your workers. And it's good for you in the long run. They did the Denny study where where they paid workers more, it produced better outcomes. They sold more because you had a better customer experience when you paid people more money. It makes perfect fucking sense unless you live in a capitalist-driven society where we prioritize short-term gain. Stockholders wanting just the highest fucking price for their share this quarter don't want you to make sure that the business is doing well 10 years from now. So I ask right-wingers, what the, what the fuck? What is, you tell me capitalism breeds innovation. We like real world examples say that's fucking false. Was that the ice cream place where the dude just raises uh, wages to $15 an hour and had no problem hiring anybody? So they even got $1,000 in tips. What the fuck are you talking about with Bloomberg? Fuck Bloomberg. Nobody around here is going to defend Michael Bloomberg. Shit. 
And I don't think anybody is going to defend this nursing home. The local news station goes to confront a nursing home that gave its residents three days notice that they would have to go somewhere else. Three days, three days notice though. Would you please exit the building? I thought you were in foreclosure. Would you please exit the building? You still own the building? Would you ask them to leave the building, please? The bank owns the building. I don't think you own it. If you're in foreclosure, you don't own the building. Oh, oh, you like pulling like, if you're in foreclosure, you don't own the building. You can't ask me to leave, sir. The bank has to ask me to leave. Yeah, but if he's in foreclosure, the bank owns the building, so the bank will actually have to have us Nothing has been shown yet to us, so for us, he owns the building right now. Just step Anything you want to say to these residents? Leave the building. Three days notice. Leave the building. A lot of people are upset. Jesus Christ, you're stupid. Are you fucking stupid, dude? Oh my God, that is like the shirt every fucking baby boomer asshole wears. Three days, three days. What are those shirts? What is that shit that comes like together in the middle of the back? I don't even, what? I don't know what we got. We were catching up with President. What the hell? Facebook autoplayed something over the video I had full screen. All right, so this is a nursing home that gave their residents three days' notice that they had to leave. Three fucking days' notice. And the news reporter uh, confronted the previous owner. Would you please exit the building? I thought you were in foreclosure. Would you please exit the building? You still own the building? Would you ask them to leave the building, please? The bank owns the building. I don't think you own it. If you're in foreclosure, you don't own the building. Sir, right now? Yes, a nursing home. Yeah, but... Greedy people don't like their greed to be challenged. So the bank will actually have to have us Nothing has been shown yet to us, so for us, he owns the building right now. Just step Anything you want to say to these residents? Leave the building. Three days notice. Leave the building. A lot of people are upset. Jesus Christ, you stupid. Jesus Christ, are you fucking evil, dude? Yeah. People who are receiving care... People probably can barely walk. It's it's shitty. I don't uh I don't know the full story. Let's find out where the is. Just playing you guys a video, not giving you the context. Happened in Cherokee County, Georgia. Residents of a Cherokee County assisted living facility. Oh, it's not a nursing home. This is an assisted living facility. It's more of a medical facility then. So, like, they are more likely to be worse off. Some who are in hospice or memory care will be forced to find a new place to live on Friday. Uh, Channel 2's Cobb County Bureau Chief, Chris Jose, that was the guy we just watched, was at the uh, Tranquil Gardens Assisted Living and memory care facility where moving trucks were lined up Thursday in a race to get residents out before the doors locked for good on Friday at noon. The residents were given three days notice that they had to move out due to foreclosure on the property. Family said they were only given a verbal eviction.
First of all, I would have thought that the eviction moratorium, I know there was a whole bunch of bureaucracy at its finest. There was a whole bunch of hoops you had to jump through in order to take advantage of the eviction moratorium. But I would think that would apply in this case somehow. Jesus. On Thursday, Jose got a tip. The owner was planning to visit the property, so he waited for him. Jose asked co-owner Brian Stewart if there was anything he wanted to say. A heated confrontation ensued. Tranquil Gardens was a truly... or I'm sorry. This was a press release from the company. Tranquil Gardens was truly a product of passion. And the Stewart family's first and foremost concern has always been the care for the elderly. Fuck you. Fuck off. Tiffany Eccles, the executive director at Tranquil Gardens, has been working with the state and Cherokee County Sheriff's Office to investigate exactly what happened. Uh, I believe your owner is a piece of shit and a broke asshole. Now, Penn State, uh, right-wingers are upset about this. People on Twitter seem to think it's innocuous. Misinformed Mike here on Twitter that opposes authoritarian ideology posted this clip about a Penn State professor who pulls an average white student from the lecture audience and explains that he has an inherent benefit over a black student because he's white. There's a little of that critical race theory we keep hearing about. And what that means is the following. I just take the average white guy in class, whoever it is. It doesn't really matter, dude. Dude, this guy right here. <laughs> look, stand up, bro. What's your name, bro? Like Russell. This, look at Russell here. Russell has Sean. This is the, I'm making your argument for you, right? Look at Russell right here. Just doesn't matter what he does. If I match him up with the black a black guy in class or a brown guy, you shouldn't have asked him his name. I, I understand the point he's trying to make, but like if, he, if he's just some random white guy, you shouldn't be calling him Russell. Don't even call him fucking Russell. Be like, here, random white guy. But let me just stay with a black guy in class who's just like him, has the same GPA, looks like him, walks like him, talks... And let me ask you a question. Did he, did he ask the black guy what his name was and call the black guy by his name? Because that's kind of weird. If he went over and like, this random white guy right here, what's your name, Russell? Russell, Russell, you random white guy. (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on. Also, this is another one of those things where like, we don't have the full context. This is a minute, 21 second clip. I, five or six minutes, the whole fucking lecture would have been nice to know exactly what the motherfucker was talking about. And what that means is the following. I just take the average white guy in Because, I mean, I didn't even hear his point. He's like, what that means? He has just made a profound statement, and we've had that complete context cut off. Class, whoever it is, it doesn't really matter, dude. Dude, this guy right here? <laughs> look, stand up, bro. What's your name, bro? Like, Russell. Russell. Look at Russell here. Russell has Sean. This is the, I'm making your argument for you, right? Look at Russell right here. Just doesn't matter what he does. If I match him up with the black, a black guy in class. This is a Penn State. Even, but let 
let me just stay with a black guy in class who's just like him, has the same GPA, looks like him, walks like him, talks like him, acts in the similar way, has been involved in the same groups on campus, is it, takes the same leadership positions, does whatever it is. If I match him up against that person, we send him into the same jobs upon graduation. You've all done, he's done everything he's supposed to do, and the person I match him with has done everything he has been supposed to do. He's supposed to do at Penn State, right? They tell you, right? They, do, do it, man. Go see your advisors and go do this and go do internships and do it. And if you did this, if Russell did the same things, it's just the next person, somebody else I find in this classroom and they go through four years here exactly together, Russell has a benefit of having white skin. This is true. This is true. We know this for a fact. I can give you a million examples of it. From uh, lending and banking to house appraisals, to, you know, getting a call back when you submit a resume for a job. Over and over again, just like getting pulled over by the cops. They they did a study that definitively proved cops pull over black people more. How do we know? Because they averaged it out with whether uh, they pulled over more black people at night or during the day. At night, it's, it's pretty even. At who they pull over during the day, they pull over more black people. So clearly, there is a bias with the cops. Just being black will make your life harder. Doesn't mean that your life isn't going to be hard because you have white skin. Just means your life isn't like necessarily going to be hard because of it. It just means that as a teenager you're probably not going to be likely to, you know, have your windpipe crushed by the cops. Investigation of, I believe this is Baton Rouge Police Department. Two officers are on leave after a chase. Officer used knee restraint. This video of the arrest. Apparently, he was asthmatic. Just a teenager. And we, studies show that they treat black children as if they're an adult. Like, cops add years to the ages of black children. Something they don't afford, or something not afforded... They don't do that to white children. After video surfaced on social media depicting a scene in Baton Rouge reminiscent of George Floyd's recent death at the hands of Minneapolis law enforcement, the Baton Rouge Police Department quickly released a photograph from the scene that suggests the officer in this case placed his knee on the suspect's back, not his neck. Oh, that makes it better. Baton Rouge Police Chief Murphy Paul said Monday afternoon the agency will release complete video of the incident, likely within the next 24 hours. When was this? July 13th. We should have the full video. 
Mayor uh, President Sharon Weston Broom did not mention Floyd's death in her statement, but she was commenting on a Facebook post from local activists who posted uh, the video with the following message. A cop doing this after George Floyd knows exactly what they are doing. The video clearly shows the teenager lying face down the street while the officer restrains him with a knee. The suspect later stands up and walks away with police after being placed in handcuffs. Baton Rouge police said Monday the restraint used in this case is not the same, does not violate department policy. Paul said the photograph he released indicates the officer's knee was on the suspect's upper back. Police have released few details about the exact circumstances leading up to the incident because the suspect in question is a juvenile. But a department spokesman confirmed it all started with an apparent seatbelt violation. Started with a seatbelt violation. Juvenile was a passenger in the car whose driver refused to pull over when police attempted a traffic stop. That led to a police chase that lasted about 50 minutes as the driver disobeyed stop signs and ran red lights. Probably scared of getting killed by the fucking cops. Other videos of the incident also included in public social media posts help fill, the, uh, help fill in the gaps, showing that when the car finally stops, the teenager gets out of the passenger side and kneels down in the street with his hands in the air while several officers surround him with their guns drawn. A group of onlookers starts chanting, don't shoot. It isn't clear what happened between that moment and when he ended up face down beneath the officer's knee. Meanwhile, the teen's mother said she was on the phone with her son during the final minutes of the chase. She said she called her terif- uh, she said he called her terrified about what would happen to him when, uh, with the recent events in Minneapolis at the forefront of his mind, knowing he's a young black male and therefore statistically more likely to become the target of police brutality. He was afraid. We were crying. I didn't know if it would be the last time I heard his voice. I didn't know what the police would do, so I just told him to stop the car and submit. Hopefully, oh, don't leave us, don't leave us. Hopefully I'm done with the injustices, I think. Oh, no, no, no. I got one more really bad one. I'm sorry. I've got fun stuff for later, though, I promise. And we're going to we're going to end with a beach party. Yeah, yeah, this one might need a content warning. I don't know if we have video or not. A grandpa was in his own home. A cop tased him and wrecked his heart. This is a Vice article from earlier today. A Colorado cop allegedly tased an unarmed grandfather in his underwear at home during a May 30th encounter, seemingly setting off a cascade of terrible health events and a weeks-long hospital stay, according to the elderly man's attorney. Nicholas Hanning, now a former Idaho Springs, Colorado officer, allegedly injured 75-year-old Michael Clark while responding to a call about a dispute with Clark's neighbor. He's facing a charge of third-degree assault of an at-risk adult for his role in the incident, which left Clark in poor health and devastated his family. The taser wrecked him, Clark's two children said in a statement last week, demanding the immediate release of body-worn camera footage from the police encounter with their father. 
He's lost everything, all independence, all happiness, every second and every minute that goes by with the police being allowed to keep the world in the dark and make everyone believe our dad may have done something to deserve this torture. I've said it a million times on this show, the cops released the body camera footage immediately, immediately, if they think it backs up their narrative. But they will give you the runaround if it doesn't back up their narrative. Fuck, they'll release it, and it totally doesn't back up their narrative, and they'll be fucking like, look at it, look. No, that doesn't, no. Clark, whenever lucid, has also requested that body cam footage be made public according to his attorney. He has been adamant about that. Despite those requests, body cam footage that would show Clark's injury still hasn't been released. It's ultimately set to be out by July 29th. However, thanks to a court order and a new state law concerning transparency around allegations of officer misconduct, according to Colorado Public Radio. Lawyer who's representing the family of the Colorado grandmother with dementia who was tackled by cops, garnering widespread media attention earlier this year, had publicly accused the local district attorney and police chief of deliberately withholding footage and implying Clark deserved what happened to him. They acted this way knowing that there there has never been more urgency ever giving Michael's health. They wanted to control the narrative. They wanted to do everything on their own terms because that's how they're used to doing things. They're used to having all the power. Yes! Yes! I've said that over and over and over again. Cops just act with impunity. Fifth Judicial District Attorney Heidi McCollum said the new state law went into effect the afternoon before Hanning was arrested, adding, my officer was not withhold, uh, has not withheld anything. We specifically asked for a hearing on clarification on the law. As far as what's been released about the incident so far, Mc, uh, McCollum said it's substantiated by the affidavit and is not intended to paint anyone in a bad light. Substantiated by the affidavit. Oh, my God. Cops lie. Cops lie when they do not have a reason to lie. Hanning was fired from his post with the agency last week. Last week! It took until last week? According to a press release from the city. But what do I expect? I'm sitting in a city that my tax dollars are still paying a cop who has been convicted of murder. My tax dollars are still paying for a cop that has been convicted of murder for months. Press release also said Hanning not only initiated the physical altercation with Clark, but also failed to identify himself as an officer when knocking on Clark's door following a call for service. Motherfucker just busted in then. The actions of former Officer Hanning are not reflective of the culture of our organization, Police Chief Nathan Busick said in the city's press release. Me, 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 me. Bullshit. I think it's entirely indicative of the culture of your organization. The incident began in the late evening of May 30th when a neighbor of Clark's accused him of punching her in the face over a noise complaint. 
According to Hanning's arrest affidavit, Hanning and his colleague Ellie Summers responded to the claim, which uh, the lawyer said, the family's lawyer says was untrue. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to try to say his name either. As the lawyer describes it, Clark's neighbor had slammed into the wall they shared with Clark's apartment that night, causing them to bang on the wall to indicate that he wanted them to keep it down. They banged back in response, then allegedly called the cops with a false claim about Clark punching a woman. They talked to her for 95 seconds and marched over to Michael's door, banged on it, and did not identify themselves as police. Each stood off to the side. They do this. This is something very common with cops. They will not let you see that they are cops through their through your peephole in the door. Each stood off to the side so that when he looked through the peephole, he could not see anybody. So his best guess was that it was a, the loud and dangerous surround uh, sounding new neighbors. Clark answered the door holding what the affidavit described as an Hawaiian sword, which is his right. Apparently, it's a collectible item made through the made from the teeth of a sawfish. Hanning yelled at Clark to put the sword down, which he did, leaving himself unarmed. The officers then commanded Clark to both get out here and get down before he said no, according to the affidavit. Clark explained that his neighbors had hit his wall so hard that he thought they'd come through it. It's very clear that he thinks the cops are there to referee the door pounding. He has no idea someone has falsely accused him of assault. But around that time, without commands or warning, Hanning fired his taser and struck Clark in the abdomen and pelvic area. Unconscious, Clark fell straight back into the dining room chair before landing on the floor. In all, 19 seconds elapsed between Clark putting the sword down and Hanning uh, taking his taser out. Nearly two months after the fact, Clark is in a 24-hour care facility, according to his lawyer, although he still requires heart surgery. Wow. Yeah, that's that's an excellent question, Toes. Did the callers get charged with... No, of course they didn't. Because if they charged the callers with filing a false report or something like that, then the cop... The cop can't be protected, which I mean, eventually they fired him, but we don't even know what he got fired for. Wild ass story. God damn. I saw a wild scene this weekend at, I believe it was the Nationals ballpark. Just another day in America. People fled the ballpark. I think we even have some pictures. Apparently the shot's already... We don't really hear the gunfire in the video. A bystander waiting for an Uber among those injured after DC gunfire sends national game into chaos. Videos of the incident quickly spread on social media with the Nationals' Twitter account confirming gunshots outside the stadium. Players and fans could be seen running for cover. I saw, like, 
asshole right-wingers mocking them on Twitter. People making their way out. The statement from the, what is the Nationals? Tonight's game has been suspended in the bottom of the sixth inning due to an incident surrounding Nationals Park. The suspended game will resume, be completed as a nine-inning regular regulation game. I guess these are the fans that stayed after the scene. Adam, I think you would do a lot better if you had a dominatrix. Dominatrix, not cops. Let a dominatrix lead you back to your cage. I think you will have a much better time. Weird-ass comments here on the Fox News article. People bringing up skin color. I'm just saying it would be a hell of a lot more fun than the cops doing it. And some people want their junk in a cage. I don't know. I'm, I'm not one to kink shame. Someone who has been freed from their cage, fucking finally. On Friday, the White House said it is launching a form. Abdul Latif Nasser released from Guantanamo after 19 years without charges. Uh, was imprisoned in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba for 19 years. Was transferred to his home country of Morocco on Monday, making him the first day, de- uh, the first detainee to be released from the infamous detention facility under President Joe Biden. Uh, Nasser was 56, was cleared for release by an interagency government review board back in 2016. Fucking... This poor guy... Due to a series of bureaucratic delays, Nasser was not released from Guantanamo ahead of the inauguration of President Donald Trump, who reversed his predecessor's efforts to depopulate the prison. Been in limbo for years. In the years since, Nasser and four other cleared men who were left behind by the Obama administration languished under Trump with little hope of release. During that time, Nasser's siblings met with journalists from Huffington Post and Radiolab to talk about their brother and how desperate they were to see him again. U.S. forces delivered Nasser to Moroccan government custody early Monday after determining he was no longer a continuing a continuing significant threat to the national security of the United States. Motherfuckers, he probably never was. The United States commends the Kingdom of Morocco for its longtime partnerships. And, and by the way, if anybody is unaware of how a lot of those detainees got there, the U.S. forces put bounties out for terrorists in Iraq and Afghanistan, a lot of innocent people got snatched up by the actual terrorists and turned over to the U.S. as terrorists. 
Nasser grew up in Casablanca, Morocco, and as a kid, he hoped to one day become a math teacher and move somewhere different, his siblings told HuffPost during a 2018 visit. After years of silence, his sister got a letter from Nasser, written from Guantanamo and delivered by the International Committee of the Red Cross. Nasser told his family not to worry and asked them to send him pictures. He did not provide any information about where he had been or how he ended up at Guantanamo. Pentagon claimed in a leaked assessment of Nasser that after leaving Morocco, he traveled in search of the perfect Islamic society and eventually wound up in Afghanistan where he became a member of the uh, Al-Qaeda Explosives Committee. Doubt. Military's assessments of Guantanamo detainees are notoriously unreliable. A radio lab investigation found that much of the government's claims about Nasser's ties to terrorism lack convincing evidence. After years of reporting on Nasser's case, Radio Lab con, uh, concluded that Nasser was likely a low-level or mid-level fighter who did not target civilians or kill Americans. Oh. Now, I believe I do not see the number. I said it was 30-something or 40 last week. I think Nasser was 40. And uh, is now 39 or still without charges being held at Guantanamo Bay. Oh, shit. This sounds like fun. This is uh, from Reddit. Apparently, uh, some officers got called to the neighborhood and didn't get the reception they expected. Oh, did he just push the cop? Bad props, dude. The black girls say, get in the car. Get your Kyle Bush looking ass on out of here, dude. Nobody wants you here. Damn blue lights are harsh and everybody's buzz. I love her. She's like, fuck the law right in his face. Hell yeah. Right now. 
I see they're they're okay with the cops that are black. They're just like, ah, oh, get that little cracker out of here. Understandable. I don't know what the what the context was of this. Just like a wreck or something. Oh shit, I forgot to even include it, but the the first Capital Rider was sentenced today to eight months on the felony charge. I don't I don't know what the charge was that he he was sentenced on. I meant to throw that on here. Go with this story of accused Capital Rider's bail has been revoked after leaving lewd voicemails for his probation officer. An accused Capital Rider's bail was revoked by a judge on Thursday after allegedly leaving lewd and rambling voicemails for his probation officer. Brandon Fellows, 27, left messages for probation officer Kendra Rennie and reportedly called her mother once. Called her mother? An incident the officer said left them both feeling nervous. Fellows was hit with a five-count indictment including felony obstruction for his alleged role in the Capitol insurrection. He reportedly entered Senator Jeff Merkley's office. He was released on bail prior to Thursday's hearing. Prosecutors asked for Fellows' pretrial release to be revoked on two separate occasions prior to Thursday. But Judge Trevor McFadden declined! (laughs) What? McFadden noted in his Thursday decision that Fellows' pattern of behavior could no longer be given the benefit of a doubt. How were you giving him a... He was at the fucking Capitol. Why would you give him the benefit of a doubt to begin with? Dumbest fucks alive. I don't think you're going to allow us to help you, McFadden told Fellows during the hearing. How many judges get up there and are like wanting wanting to help? The people they see in front of them. On Wednesday, Rennie testified that Fellows repeatedly made sexual innuendos and left her long, rambling voicemails during the time that he was released on bail. She noted one specific voicemail that he left in May in which he referenced the size of his genitalia and the por- and the and the performance of his genitalia. So he's calling her and being like, I got a big dick and I know how to use it. And he also described a situation in which Fellows called her mother asking to speak with her. Wow. McFadden said that there is a mental health component to Fellows' actions. But that he had denied the opportunity to get treatment. I think that's scapegoating people with mental health issues. I think this dude's just a fucking lunatic. But I mean, you gotta have something wrong with you to still be following Trump. But hey, most Arizona Republicans say the election audit, the Cyber Ninjas audit, will show that Trump won. Majority of Arizona Republicans in a new poll said that a partisan election audit will show that former President Trump won the state's 11 electoral college votes instead of President Biden. 62% of Arizona Republicans said in a new 
predictive insights poll that Trump will receive more votes in the state after the GOP audit is completed. Another 21% of Republicans say Biden's victory will stand, while another 16% are unsure. I've, I've lost count. It's been like two months. And Republican officials are even calling it a clown show. The poll underscores the extent to which Arizona Republicans have been swayed by unsubstantiated claims from Trump and his allies that allege electoral misconduct and irregularities swung the election to Biden in key swing states like Arizona. 61% of Republicans agreed with the statement that evidence has been uncovered which shows that the election was stolen from President Trump in a number of states that the media and election officials have called for Joe Biden. You think we're stupid? You think we're fools? Well, those bamboo fibers are really hard to find. Or it could just be that they're having a hard time coming up with a good enough bullshit story. As I mentioned, at least there are some Republicans that have a lick of fucking sense. Georgia's Secretary of State calls for Fulton County election officials to be fired. Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger on Thursday called for two Fulton County officials to be removed from their post. Raffensperger said that Fulton County Elections Director Rick Barron, uh-oh, uh-oh. Hi, Smokey. Raffensperger said the Fulton County Elections Director Rick Barron and Registration Chief Ralph Jones had to be fired and removed immediately. Fulton County's continued failures have gone on long enough with no accountability. Rick Barron and Ralph Jones, Fulton's registration chief, must be fired and removed from Fulton's elections leadership immediately. Fulton's voters and the people of Georgia deserve better. The tweet from Ravensburger comes after reports that election officials in Fulton County had initially scanned about 200 ballots twice before a recount of the presidential election last fall. President Biden won the state of Georgia in the 2020 election over former President Trump. Following the election, Georgia was the subject of election controversy and the Trump campaign, as well as Republicans, ordered audits of election results. Three audits were held, but there was no evidence of widespread voter fraud, because of course there weren't. The Journal-Constitution noted that the 200 ballots scanned twice appeared to have no significant impact on the final certified count. Raffensperger is running for re-election next year and is already facing at least one challenge, Jody Heiss, who has been endorsed by Trump. Georgia Republican Party passed a resolution in June. See, I'm wondering, uh, these are Fulton County, Georgia, they might be Democrats that he's asking to be fired to try to scapegoat, to cover his ass... Because Trump has endorsed his opponent. Exa- yes, yes, I've heard right wingers say that multiple times. Well, why are Dems so afraid of an audit? We're not afraid of audits. Not afraid of any like your fucking bullshit cyber ninja audit isn't an audit. It's a smokescreen for you to make up fucking conspiracy theories. 
Georgia Republican Party passed a resolution in June to censure Raffensperger because he did not act on false claims made by Trump that widespread voter fraud had occurred in the state. All right, now apparently this clip gave everybody on the right a hard-on. Because uh, I, I, I don't watch the cable news. I've got no clue about it. Fuck CNN. Right-wingers really have a hard-on about Brian Steltzer. And apparently he got his ass handed to him by, was it Michael Wolf? Yeah, Michael Wolf was on with Brian Stelter on CNN. Michael Wolf is the guy, he's written three books now about Trump. Every time Trump comes out, completely demeans the guy, says nothing about it is factual, and then goes back to meeting with it. Like, it's the weirdest song and dance I've ever seen in my life. Clearly, Trump and Michael Wolf are friends, and Trump is into the books that Michael Wolf writes. So, Michael Wolf has a new book. I don't know which one of the fucking. There's like three different ones that are coming out. We had the, the, the Nazi story, the shit about James Madison. They've all come from these different books that are coming out about Trump. Michael Wolf has one of the books that are coming out about Trump. Yes, I have cat ass in my face. Michael Wolf has one of the books about Trump that's coming out. And apparently he was on with Brian Stelzer on CNN to promote it. Oh, and, and that's what Trump does. He's, he has spent most of his administration. See- Seeing people on television. Weird. And immediately. What? Oh, wow. When I click over the video, it pauses it. What? Calling them. But maybe that's how um, but, it works sometimes, I, I don't huh? want you to think... Is that how it works? That's how you got access? I, but I, yeah, but I don't... Yeah, but I don't want you to think that, that, that what I said at that point was in any way inauthentic. I think the media has done a terrible job on this. I think you yourself, um, you know, why you're a nice guy, you know, you're full of sanctimony. Um, you know, you become part of one of the parts of the problem of the media. You know, you come on here and you, and you have a... Um, you're talking about sanctimony, sir. You're the one that has written three books about Donald Trump that you had this inside information. Wasn't one of them about the pandemic? Did he wrote a book about like Trump's thoughts on early on in the pandemic? Or maybe it was just a, an article that he released about that. And fuck, every time Trump comes out and talks about like how horrible this guy is and how he's a grifter. Like, he's letting himself be used by Trump. And he wants to come on CNN and talk about sanctimony? Um, uh, you know, a monopoly. Ah, goddammit. Monopoly on truth. You know, you know exactly how things are supposed to be done. Um, you know, you are why one of the reasons people can't stand the media. Sorry. (laughs) You're cracking me up. It's your fault. It's my, so what should I do differently, Michael? Good follow-up. You know, don't talk so much. Listen more. 
You know, people have genuine problems with, with, with the media. The media doesn't get the story right. The media exists in its mm. own bubble. Um, That's true, you know, I agree. You, yeah. you, uh, um, you know, you got to stop. I mean, that last segment that, that, that I just had. Don't talk so much, he says to the news anchor on CNN. to listen to of all of the people saying the same old stuff also you're incredibly repetitive it's week after week i mean you're the flip side of 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 donald trump no no he's not that's a false equivalency for sure he is not the flip side of donald brian stelter is not the fucking flip side of donald trump the repetitive coverage is about like how it's focused group to death so that fucking CNN can make the most money possible. That's not Brian Stelter's fucking fault. Proceeds to offer general critiques of all media. I would argue he's offering critiques of capitalist media. Um, you know, fake news, and you say virtuous news. You know, I, there, there, no, there's we just a figure out what is here. real. I mean, yeah, we. I'm well, well, figuring out, yeah, figuring out what is real is not so is not so uh, is not so easy, and and right. you know most people don't want to talk turn to Brian Stelter to tell us what's real. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, then why'd you? Well, I don't want to turn to Michael Wolf either. <laughs> you know, I, I'm a I'm I'm a book salesman. <laughs> Michael, I love talking to you. I'm grateful you came on. Uh, and I guess let's do it again in four years. Thanks. Barred from a White House event after she asked questions. Even in- so- He's there for his financial motivation to sell books. And that's not sanctimonious? Yeah. Being a sanctimonious assholes. Let's take a trip to the beach with everyone's favorite accused pedophile, Representative Matt Gates and Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. I believe this clip has been making the rounds. If you haven't seen it yet, you will enjoy this very, very much. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I mean, this all. Everyone thinks you're crazy. I don't think you're crazy. People think you're a pedophile. I don't think you're a pedophile at all. I don't think he's a pedophile at all. The charges against him are totally false. They're totally false. Oh my God, I'm so, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I mean, this, oh, everyone thinks you're crazy. I don't- if you're listening to the podcast and you haven't seen this video, the dude is dressed as you would totally think he was a Trump supporter, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, all on that bandwagon, MAGA as fuck. You just look at that guy like Matt Gates is like, this dude is one of us. Has to be. He's not. I mean, this, oh, everyone thinks you're crazy. I don't think you're crazy. People think you're a pedophile. I don't think you're a pedophile at all. I don't think he's a pedophile at all. The charges against him are totally false. They're totally false. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm so excited. So that dude was able to save beachgoers from a shark. However, these beachgoers were terrorized by a different kind of shark. 
Man waiting in the waters off the coast of Florida had a close encounter with a hammerhead. We actually have video of it here. I think this is the dude here and this is sure. Oh shit. Damn, is that dude lucky? I wonder what fucking like startled the shark. It was going for him. It seemed like it looked like it was going in for the kill and it just turned around. Was it that little girl scream? Can sharks hear underwater? Now, I'm, I'm very skeptical of TikTok videos because I think a lot of them are staged. I don't think this is staged. I, did he know? It looks like his back is to it. We can't actually see, though. Yeah, I think his back was to it. Something something startled the shark, and he turned away. And, like, that dude is lucky as fuck. Because it looked like that shark was going right fucking for him. Wow, what a video. Alright, you know I, you know I like to end on animal videos, but we gotta end on like a cuddly animal video right i can't i can't leave you with a shark so these are firefighters in ohio apparently this dog has been trapped for a few days in the wall and they're gonna get him out Oh, really? Are they not that big? I don't know anything about sharks. It would just bit the fuck out of him. Took a chunk out of his leg or something. Oh, look at him. Oh, he's so scared. Oh, he's probably really hungry. I hope they had a way to get him food or something. Oh, sweet baby. Oh, and his owner's really happy to see him. Oh, that that is touching. We'll see if we can get the story and figure out how he got in there. Before I turn you guys over to Media Winch. Oh. I, he's just got the sweetest fucking face. Yeah, they did a really good job, didn't they? I... If my if my bubby was trapped in the wall, like I would have already knocked out the fucking block. 
Look how happy she is to see him. See if we can get the backstory here. Dog in Ohio who had been missing for five days is back home after it was found trapped between two concrete walls in a nearby home's garage and freed by firefighters using a saw and a sledgehammer. Oh, man. Oh, poor puppy hadn't eaten then. Homeowner called the Cincinnati Fire Department on Sunday after hearing the dog's cries. Firefighters discovered Gertie had fallen down a crevice and was trapped between the walls. The dog had escaped from its home on Tuesday and its owner's had put up missing posters all around the neighborhood. Video posted on Facebook showed firefighters using tools to create an opening in the wall and to pull Gertie to safety after about 10 minutes. The dog wagged its tail after being wet. <laughs> that dog was incredibly happy to be free. Oh. One more time. I'm a sucker for these kinds of videos. Oh, this is a longer one. And it made the woman go fucking punch the hole in the wall. Oh, yeah, every time that puppy pops its head through, I'm going to be like, oh, adorable. And I'm sure he's scared as can be right now after, you know, all the pounding. Oh, there he is. Oh, so sweet. Don't you right, though. She did a fantastic job of just taking out like one block. That's why they let the woman do it. She was she was a badass at it. But at first, I'm like, well, all these guys standing around, they make the woman fucking fling the sledgehammer, but apparently she's really fucking good. Oh, Gertie. Oh, we did. It cut off before we got to see that, that shot of his face. God, he had such a big smile on his face. All right, if you are watching on Twitch, I'm going to send you over to the Media Winch. It is Meltdown Monday on the Echoplex. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freak, and we will see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol live.